I don't like it. You don't like it. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't like it, but uh, it it is different than linear editing. Well, which is what you learned on. True, and I think it. I don't think it makes you a more efficient editor. It just makes you a better, better editor. A better, better editor. Yes. These those words don't work well together. Do better they? editor. I like an better. improved editor. <laughs> there you go. Switch your adjective. Huh? Switch your adjective, and then you're then you're good to go. Yes, I found it. For those of you just tuning in, we're talking about the script because I don't think I hit the record button. So good morning, and welcome <laughs> to Appleton Podcast Co-op. This is uh, Pods and Perk where we meet in the morning for some godforsaken reason to talk about podcasts and drink coffee. At 6 o'clock in the morning, which was way too early, by the way. And the two people that didn't aren't morning people showing up to do the morning one. So thanks for showing up. (laughs) But a script, that's what we're talking about right now, um, is a audio text editor. So it'll transcribe all of your audio, and then you can edit it like a Word document. Correct. And so you don't like it. I'm. It's not that I don't like it. I think it's clever. I just don't think. I was looking at it from the perspective of making making it easier to edit, mm, like make me yeah. more efficient of an editor. And I don't feel like it does that, because yes, you can import it into Descript, take all your arms out in one click. Mm-hmm. That that legitimately works, but it yes. still leaves plenty of stuff in there that you still have to listen through the whole podcast. Right. Edit it like a, you would normally do it. You just don't have to take the ums out this time. Yeah. So you're still it's still the same amount of time to get it's you. Actually, more time because it takes forever because you upload the audio file and it has to transcribe it to uh, text uh, and that yeah. takes forever. So I mean, you're not doing anything there, but you have to sit there and wait 15 minutes yeah. for it. To if do you it. want to do it right there and then. Yeah. They. I mean, they do have a lot of added benefit of. The, the video integration, so you can edit video the same way, and of creating audiograms out of it at the end. So, so I've you, found it's useful for like those short snippets and uh, audiograms for social. So when so it does video the exact same way. Where if I select a word and take it out, it'll also take yep. the video out of it. Too. Yep. It'll just, okay. It'll so just, now that's awesome. It'll jump cut. Yeah. Everything. And so if you are just doing like a little learner video or something like that, then you can just edit yourself. They have a built-in recorder as well for it. So you can do screen capture and then get yourself in a little circle in the corner. So if you're doing like teaching videos and things like that, it's super simple to set that up. You don't have to go through OBS or some of the other programs to get that set up. The other thing they just bought, I think it's Squadcast. Yeah, they did just buy Squadcast. So you can do remote recording built into it now too so they're trying to be that all-in-one it is like 30 32 bucks a month i think if you buy their... i think that's the high tier though is there they have a tier that's they have like, a lower one though they have like a tier that's 12 dollars a month right? maybe that's the audio only one maybe the 32 yeah is maybe video, that's what it is so could be because i never even thought about looking at it for video that it is becoming there's some people that have like only learned audio editing into script which i think is like a weird. little mind, <laughs> weird and mind blowing, but it is what it is. Um, but just because they like text better, and I've seen some like freelance job descriptions that are like must know how to use the script, and I'm like, wow, should that's crazy, I learn yeah? the script now? Because 
content creators love it because it they can edit themselves and see their story move big chunks of things around as they need to which i don't think works so well with video because well it really depends on how your studio setup is but it i don't think it works super well with that because you you have different coloring especially Mm -hmm. if you don't have a super controlled environment but with audio you could definitely you know, journalist. Oh, I said that here. I want to shift that sentence all yeah, the right. way up here. See, and I don't ever do any of that kind of stuff with my podcast. I don't. Right. So you already have your outline that yeah, you have and talk and about. We, it's just a conversation, and we just try to make it sound as good as possible. Right. So I can see where the value of moving, you know, completely removing large sections of the podcast yeah. and stuff would be really nice with the script. But typically. I don't do that. Right. You know, unless somebody really, really screws up during a podcast, I'm not taking out <laughs> large chunks of things. Right. I, so there's a, plenty of tools within, I use Audition and within other uh, DAWs, which is digital audio workstations like Audacity, and I believe that's the one that you use. Yeah. Um, that have things that will save you time. Whether it's listening at double speed, which is what I do yeah, for first I do up. that too. The um, silence cut is another one that I use a lot. See, and I used to use that, and somebody complained to me about it because it was taking... He's like, sometimes I have a bit of silence for suspense, and it removes that silence. And I'm like, all right, I guess I won't use that anymore. <laughs> so. so you can tune it to not remove all silence and just remove like half a second of silence, which is what I've done. Cause I had a, a host that was from the South. And so every time he would start a sentence, he would pause in between. It's just the way he talks. He talks. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a Southern mannerism or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just to have a lot of space in between. I'm like, this is what you're saying is good, but there's just so much space in between. It's like, that, so that you got to trim it up a little bit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please get there. And so I just, rather than going through, like you could go through for the first, it would take me 20 minutes to get through five minutes of audio. And I'm like, this is worthless. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't be spending this much time just to get it to sound more coherent. Like it's still understandable and good, but it's just like, okay, I can shave off like, five to 10 minutes off of a podcast by removing those silences and still get the feeling of that conversation and not lose anything. But like that suspenseful silence, yeah. especially I'm sure Gavin can have those moments of needing a little bit longer or for like not Dora the Explorer style of like, now jump. Yeah. (laughs) Great job. Kind of a thing. But like ask the question, wait for the, the response kind of a moment. But I know Audition can tune that in, and then you can identify what silence is and then how long, how much you want it to remove. So I would double check the settings on that potentially. Yeah, and I know there's generally generally with filters on Audacity, I don't really understand what they're asking me for. So I typically just use it, find a video of somebody using it and I just use whatever settings they have because I don't know, understand what they're asking me. Hey, so. Well, that's a great a great way to start on Audacity and Audition, literally all of any of them. There's a lot of good presets that they have built into it. Just get started there and you can understand it later. Yeah, and maybe I'll learn learn these tools better because 
good thing for you to know. I, I learned last night because I was teaching a class at the tech. Yes. And it turns out that as a tech professor, you have access to LinkedIn Learning for free. Wow. You just have to email the librarian and get and it. And if anybody's listening in. to this that's a student of the tech, you can also get LinkedIn Learning for free. So That is a lot of free content. Yes, I plan on get, taking a lot of classes in the near future. Yes. So, so yes. I'm pretty excited about it. I had a free one for LinkedIn Learning because of some club that I was a part of. I forget what, what it was, but I learned uh, not Audition, but uh, the visual effects one from Adobe. And then I was like, why am I wasting my time with this? I'm an audio person. I'll pay someone to do, <laughs> to do the visual, do the visual aspect of it. Uh, and so, but there's a lot of good you know, audio stuff on there. You can pretty much find anything. It's a masterclass of right. great stuff. That's so. exactly it. I mean, I used to have, before it was bought by LinkedIn, yeah. I had a subscription to it. Oh, And yeah. so, so I, I'm very familiar with it. And I was like... Linda? When, uh, yeah. Linda yeah. Learning or something like yeah. that? Was it Ask Linda or was it just... I think it was just Linda. Just Linda. Yeah. And then LinkedIn bought it and now it's LinkedIn Learning. Yeah. So... But I'm like, I told my students in the class, I was like, everybody here has to like re email this lady immediately and yes. get access to this because this is a huge asset to any business Absolutely. owner. So, so. Yeah, because if you're just like a student for like a semester or something, do you get how, long, how much time do you get access to it as long as you're a student? Yeah, they say as long as you're a student, which means that I, I would imagine that if you get access to it, as long as you have a valid... Uh, Login, login, yeah. Which I don't know that your if once you take a class, I don't know that your login for the tech ever stops working. Oh, uh, okay. Once a student, always a student. I'm so, right. so yeah. Like I don't. I think if you get it set up, you might just have it forever. Huh. Okay. I'm not sure though. But they you know, say that is a lot to manage to add and remove yes, people, and the, the librarian, librarian doesn't want to yeah, blast. The that. librarian did say that that you have it as long as you're an active student. Yeah. But I would imagine that just means that your your student ID is active, which yeah. I don't know that that ever goes inactive. I know my college was very very fast to turn off my email. Really? Yeah, it was like graduation. Next day, email turned off. I couldn't log in. Then don't graduate. Like, what the crap? Become a student at the tech and just don't graduate. Never graduate. <laughs> there, I have thought through the process of I could go back to school and then just continually go back to school for the rest of my life because technically you don't have to pay off your loans until you're done with school. <laughs> and so if you just keep going back to school forever. Brilliant. Yes. That's not a smart thing to do. Don't do that. Go to yes. school. Then do something. <laughs> I did something similar, though, so, so because I was in the military. Oh, when yeah. you get out of the military, you have this little, they call it the GI Bill, and it's like a mm -hmm. bank account of $40,000. And at least at the time I went to school yeah. for at the tech, uh, it was really, really, really cheap to go to the tech compared to what the VA paid you oh, to yeah. go to school. And not to mention <laughs> that, but as a veteran, I don't know if this even exists anymore state of Wisconsin just waives all your tuition. Oh. So I would get $1,000 yeah. from the government to go to school, not have to pay tuition. So the tuition didn't come out of that right. $1,000. All I had to do was buy 
bucks. Five bucks and stuff. <laughs> so I'm at the pro point right now where I could probably go back, take like six classes and get three degrees from the tech. Because for like three years, all I did was take classes at the tech to, to milk this GI Bill. <laughs> yeah. That, you just have a bunch of credits lined up. You're like, hey, what am I going to do with these? Doesn't really matter. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because... I got a business. <laughs> when, you, when you do it, you had to sign up for a degree. But I didn't really have an interest. I already had my college degree at that yeah. point because I got it while I was in the military. So I just wanted <laughs> to take classes. So I'm like, yeah. well, I'll be a programming major for a co- for a year right. and then I switched over to a business major and then I switched to and I never finished anything <laughs> and but you have all that knowledge I have all that knowledge and I got yeah. all that money for it. right <laughs> and there's there's some certifications that I'm doing for my my day job which is audiovisual and it's, some of them I'll get through the learning and then I'll be like all right now take the test and it's four hundred dollars so I'm like no <laughs> don't, don't, no I thanks. got the knowledge I'm good <laughs> thank you anyways so but, where are you taking these like where, where what are you using to take these that you take the classes but then you have to take the test it's like through the manufacturers uh oh, and there's okay. another overarching organization called Avixa, which stands for Audiovisual Experience Association. They are the ones that do Infocom, which is the world's largest convention that happens every year, specifically for commercial in, in integrators and AV people. So it's a very strict sometimes in terms of the standards that you need to follow and things like that. And so they just might be my the company I work for that's what I meant to say pays for like the important ones but some of the ones I'm doing are sort of niche off to the side things and they're like we're not going to pay for those and I'm like I'm not going to pay for those those so you just take the content and and don't worry about it and move on so So. that's cool that they have stuff like that but if you're I mean going back to LinkedIn learning the those videos are much more coherent in terms of like walking you through a full process there's some people on youtube that will give you a cover coverage of that but a lot of youtube videos i find are more just like specific things you want to do like i'm looking for this thing mm-hmm. tell me how to where it is and how to find it whereas linkedin learning is like okay let's take you through and learn the full process to of, solve it, of it not specifically yeah. how to do anything but actually yeah. how to use the tool <laughs> yes right and they'll, they'll they'll show you all of those things along the way but it is more of a class and not like a searcher friendly how to do how to make a cut in your audio mm. <laughs> or things like that like those super short ones which you can google and then find and then forget about <laughs> and i don't know if this is still the case with linkedin learning but when it was lindino everything yeah. was very very vetted like mm, it's not yeah. like it's not like skillshare or um udemy yeah where basically anybody can just put a course up there it's right. it's they are very you know they pick and choose the right person to make the course yeah so one could argue whether it's a better course that way or not but but it's supposed to be more vetted and more by by yeah. industry professionals yeah and things like that not just some guy that like master class without the celebrities yes but yes exactly still very talented people you yes. just don't know their names as well as <laughs> as well as a master class right so but as far as I, that's what it was when it was Linda. I don't know. LinkedIn could have changed that. I don't know. From the last classes that I took, I think it's still pretty good. I don't remember 
I didn't explore it in super detail to probably find some of the crappier ones, but the ones that I did take, I was like, oh, this is, you know, it's together. Yeah, it's a little dry at times. You're not getting the YouTube flair of, of it. Yeah, but <laughs> so, someone just off the cuff doing something from their basement, something far, far away of, hey, uh, welcome to my YouTube video. Today, <laughs> we're going to show you how to do this thing. Okay. And over here, oh, messed that up. Okay. <laughs> kind of a thing. Which I've Sorry, my computer is not working. Today. Sometimes those videos have a really good information and have the exact thing that you're looking for, but you just have to. <laughs> you're like, okay, come on, we're looking Look for it. Way. You got Move it. Along. Move you'll, along. Get, you'll get to it. It's like reading a blog post where it's like, okay, the first three pages of this blog post are going to be telling me about <laughs> why I want to learn how to fix this problem. Yes. And then like the last three lines to, are telling me how to fix the problem. Like, Thank you. I just needed <laughs> that one thing. And that is strategic on their part because A, better you SEO. To, <laughs> SEO, you get more keywords crammed in there. And then that you spend more time on your website, their website, because yep, you have to scroll. And so you, like, you can be like, well, they spend 30 seconds on each blog post. That's see, a lot yeah. of ad time, right? And, and it's just annoying me. <laughs> I absolutely hate that. I want you to know, like, I'm like, every time I click on something, I'm trying to find a solution. I'm like, oh. Here we go. Yeah. Let's see. Where is it? Where is the actual talking about something? Yeah, you know? down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I like the ones that at least have like a table of contents at the top. So you can click to the hyperlink <laughs> to get to <laughs> the, the one you're like, thank you. Well, see, you're you a nice website. You must find better blog posts than I do because none of the <laughs> blog posts have that I, that I go to. They all just start with, what is this? Why do you want to fix it? What's my expertise in, in why am I writing this Let blog post? Let me tell post? you why you should hire me already. And so. yes, I look at a lot of technical blog posts probably for like yeah, audio that, and stuff. That's probably and so they're like, we're exploring this technical sound property and here's every, all the table of contents and what you need to know about it. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's great. So. And to be honest with you, most of the stuff that I look up on the internet is related to my work and my work is uh, such a niche thing there aren't technical posts about it right <laughs> you know like it's just it's just a guy yeah writing people, people like you doing their thing <laughs> doing exactly what i do and and so they all follow that typical blog structure that you're used yes. to seeing and so. they just they don't have that much time to clean it up and they're like i'm gonna put it out there and yep. great okay cool and if you have to dig for it, you have to dig for it. So and you just deal with it. So yeah, and you get used to it. But it just annoys, drives me crazy, man. I'm like, I'm like, how did how did the internet turn into this? The internet could have been so much better if we hadn't learned about SEO. Right. <laughs> like, if people actually just wrote, you know, authentically to who they they were and what they wanted to talk about. And I, there's some people out there that have really coherent blog posts and interesting things to say. I think like Subsplash and um, Medium yeah. have helped with that because it's like, hey, you're going to get paid or people can subscribe to your work. Just write and be a good writer. <laughs> Don't try and game the system. And I have Medium on my phone and they constantly send me articles and I'm like, wow, this sounds interesting. But then you got a freaking, they're all attached to the subscription. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm just not going to pay But $9. you're paying writers... For their work. You're right. Would you and you subscribe to a podcast? You have a Patreon yourself. Yes. Yes, and nobody subscribes to my Patreon, so I mean 
did. Subscribe to Eric's <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> hey, you have Milwaukee Mafia and Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. subscribe to those two and get great content from Gavin and Eric. Yes, they're both great content, and Fox City's Murder and Mayhem is easily one of my favorite podcasts in the world. And we recently, coming up soon, I have no idea, because we're very far ahead on all our podcasts, we did an episode about about Daniel Spambauer. Do you remember Daniel Spambauer? Not Dan Spambauer. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. Dan Spambauer? Dan Spambauer. The guy who currently lives in Oshkosh? No, no, no. I must have the name wrong then. What the hell is this? Span, like his um, Spanbauer's a legacy name though, because I think it's is connected it David Spanbauer. Maybe he was. Oh, did the. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Dan, just, we love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've networked with you, and you're great. But it must be David Spanbauer, but he. You might. You might. It might be kind of well, because you're not originally from Appleton, right? No. Okay. So I don't so know. When I was 13. Yeah. This guy was a was tackled by somebody in combined locks trying to break into a house. Yeah. And they arrested him. They found out he had killed like three people. Oh, gosh. And stuff like But we did the podcast on him. This guy started in the 1960s. And I mean, you're, we're talking oh, just brutal. Man. I mean, brutal. He like in the 60s. He was breaking into two, three houses a day. Oh, my god! Multiple times a week, assaulting people, um, just stealing things and stuff like that. He got arrested. He got arrested, like, in 1964. Yeah. Got thrown in jail for 88 years. <laughs> okay? After, like, 12 years, he got out on Huber. So for anybody listening that doesn't know, Huber is like you can go to work while you're in prison. Yeah. While on Huber, he assaulted somebody in Madison. Mm. At like 88. No, because he got out earlier than No, because this is like 12 years into his sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I think they added 12 more years (laughs) on to his sentence. Nice even 100. for, For that. But the judge made it so it was concurrent, which means it's really he didn't get they anything work extra. Work all he, at the same time. Yeah, because right? it just counts while he's in prison. So at six years later, he gets back out. And for a year, there's we know of nothing he did. But then a year after he's out, he just starts all over again, except now he doesn't he doesn't just rape and break into houses, he starts killing people. Oh my gosh. And so then this is when I'm 13 and he finally yeah. gets arrested and they put him away for 400 years. And thank God he died in prison. But Oh, my gosh. But yeah, yeah it, something is not clicking in his brain. Yeah. And this was somebody I knew, you know, like I remember yeah. this from when I was a kid, but I didn't know how like how big out. of a monster. And like you never even yeah. heard the name. Right. No. And he I mean. Like, me and Gavin had the thing, like, like Jeffrey Dahmer's on a whole nother level. Oh, yeah. But, like, but like you look at it like Ed Gein. Everybody knows who Ed Gein is. Yeah. This guy, in my opinion, is far, far worse than Ed Gein ever was. And he was right in our neighborhood, and half the right. people don't even remember he ever existed. Ed Gein didn't kill that many people. 
but we talked about that. Two confirmed deaths. Yeah. There's two confirmed deaths, but I think there's four people that they assume he did. Yeah. But most of what he did was just digging up corpses. Yeah. And making lampshades. He was just a creepy guy. Not a good thing. (laughs) Not Not a good thing. Please don't dig up corpses and make lampshades. We're not saying that that is legal (laughs) just because it's not murder. But but it's better than than Daniel or David. Right. Breaking what. This murderer, you'll have to fact check the name and send it to me so I can actually Yeah, get yeah, so we make cl- clear no one. I'm pretty sure it's David. Okay. Yes, me. You're not just putting my name in there. No. And then, <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> we'll, see. No. we'll see if we can get on Captivate just so I can make sure. Oh, hey, double check actually, which one it is. Actually, we can just Google it. You got oh, it right now. Yes, you guys should, uh, what was it, Cold Case Frozen Tundra? Have you guys connected with those guys yet? No, I don't even know. That is a podcast from the anthropology department at UW Oshkosh. There's a media student that mm, connected with the professor there, and Starkey Swenson, remember that guy? Spark, no. Uh, He disappeared in the 70s, and... They, it was like a cold case for the longest time. The someone got arrested for it, but they weren't. They didn't have enough evidence to really prove that he was guilty of it. I believe, because they didn't have a body. And they hired the anthropology department at UW Oshkosh to find the body. And they had like all the suspects of where to go, but it was like thirty years. Like, there we don't know where we're gonna find this body. And so, unfortunately, it wasn't even found where they were searching, but it was found at High Cliff State Park. There was that hikers found something like, I think it was two or three years ago, and it turned out to be Starkey Swenson, that the guy who murdered him probably had had the body where they were searching and then came back and moved it at a later time over to High Cliff at at some point. But there was like a love triangle, and it... It was kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. But they're doing another one on the guy that um, I think he just like was discovered frozen in the middle of a field over in Kakana. So you guys should collaborate on something because that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure Gavin is probably freaking out and would want to do something. Or even if you guys had him on as guests, just like talk about the process, the process of. You know, how do you search for a body? And they do a really good job of, like, detailing, like, the scientific approach to searching for a body. How can you tell if, like, the ground has been moved um, or disturbed at all? And, like, oh, should we dig here or should we dig here? Because, obviously, when you're, like, on a 40-acre farm and you have not only the, like, X and Y coordinates, but, like, the Z coordinates of up and down for for hunting for something. It's like there's so much that you could miss or not miss. And when you're doing a a forensic investigation, you have to catch everything. Mm. I will look that up afterwards and send you the the link to it because I think that that would be a good collaboration point for you. Yeah, so it, it is David Spanbauer. It is David Spanbauer. So Dan, Dan, we're sorry we apologize. For throwing you <laughs> under the bus, but free advertising for for Dan and Starstruck Studios. They have a uh, salon down in Oshkosh. He yes. and his wife. So, so shout out to you too. Sorry for. And I believe Dan also does wonderful web design. So I don't know if he still yes. does that, but but <laughs> if he is, I highly recommend that that he will not 
do anything evil to you. And we're not just saying that because we drugged his name through the mud <laughs> recently <laughs> related to a murder. Totally different. Totally different families, names, everything else. But but yeah, that was an interesting story, to say yeah. the least. And that's why. So if anybody out there listen to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, because yeah. it's weeks and weeks of that. You know, sure. Every two weeks, a story just like that. Yeah. And true you crime... Know, Popping these days, you know, has been for the last. Couple. Unfortunately, we haven't had. You know, it's a big joke on the Fox City's Murder and Mayhem podcast is that we try to have as many murders from Kakana as we can. That could, <laughs> just because that's where me and the my co-host are, yeah. are originally from, but we haven't had any uh, any recent murders from a Kakana. But there are some Good. wonderful ones where a guy ends up going to jail and he oh. eats bread springs. Bed springs. Yeah, yeah. He okay. wants to commit suicide, so he chooses to eat the bed springs out of his bed to kill himself, which I can't even imagine how you go about doing this, but, but, but so, yeah. Huh. I just try, you can envision it all you want. Yeah. It'll never make sense, but that's what happened. Do you so. just like try and eat the whole bread spring in one bite, or do you like eat it like a snake? Yeah, you, you almost have to. I, I can't imagine you're chewing through it, right? Now, this was a long time ago, okay. so maybe the bed springs were made out of, like, not Soft metal. Soft lead? <laughs> or something? I don't know. Right, a toxic metal that he was but, hopeful yeah. that he would... I don't know. Yeah, so true crime opportunities, <laughs> if you are if you want the, the close-to-home true crime and you want to be a little bit more scared at night, don't worry. These are all, like, over 30 years old. You have a kind of an age limit for... For stuff, fifty years 50 old is years. what we try to do. Like yeah. the, the like, obviously the Spambauer case came into you know yeah very recent, but the bulk of the story was was older yeah. was back in the sixties that we yeah. did. So yeah, you're not trying to fear monger people into. <laughs> and we and we do other fun things on that podcast, like like in Appleton there was an Appleton UFO Center, so which was basically yes. basically it was just. I mean, the way I see it, as the story was told, mm -hmm. it was just basically a UFO cult in Appleton. <laughs> no, but it's educational. And yeah. that's how they get you in. Yeah, actually, I think <laughs> it was called the UFO Educational Center, now that you say that. I the Re-Education Center. And then there like... was a cryogenics thing that was put up in, I believe, uh, New London. Somebody really? Would like, like, yeah. Like, Freeze your body right for 100 like, years yep, and come yep. back. Yeah. Uh, there's a good fiction podcast called Red Valley about oh, that right. concept. So, if, but man, who has enough money in New London to do that? Or just because it's off the beaten he path? He was huge into the cryogenics thing, and okay. it was a big deal because by the time he died, he had kind of said, "Screw this! This is not a thing." <laughs> and so, and they actually like pushed his spouse, I think, or something like that. <laughs> to still have his head frozen because they didn't want the bad press of this guy that had been such a supporter yeah. of the cryogenic movement his whole life to not have his head to have yeah. cryogenically saved or whatever you huh. want to call it, whatever they call it. But yeah. But I believe he tried to put, he put, built the building in New London, but they never let him put it into use because he, mm. the, the city or whatever said no. It's like, whoa, you can't. And you can't do that. <laughs> holding on to people here, and then if the power goes out. <laughs> yeah, and I think the building is still there. Okay. I mean, it's not that anymore, but right. 
But I, I think this was originally built as a cryogenic freezer <laughs> yeah. for humans. Yes. And now it's your lo- favorite local bar. Yes. <laughs> no, no. That would be a fun, <laughs> yeah. a fun bar. We've got frozen mugs <laughs> for everything. This is where we would put the heads. If <laughs> <laughs> I can just see like a Futurama bar with like yeah. the heads in, in jars yeah. all across there. It'd be a good Halloween theme for something. So. So what kind of Patreon content do you guys do for your bonus content? Like what um, is it additional true crime stuff or It's kind of all over the place. So we started doing um we started doing character profiles. So mm, like yeah. if there's a character that just briefly comes up in a podcast, um we'll put we'll do a full story on that per character's life. Yeah. If it's not really going to fit in with the podcast, we Got it. we do um we do a lot of Gavin'll just pick up like news articles that he thinks are interesting. Um, Some of them don't have heavy <laughs> to do like with necessarily the topics yeah. that we talk about on the podcast, but like the most recent Patreon episode we did was about this uh gang and i'm probably going to screw up their name but i think they're called like the wild 100s and it's just a gang down in milwaukee nobody's ever heard of them but during covid they did there was a thing called the pay paycheck protection program or something like that you're familiar with that and they they swindled the government out of like two million (laughs) dollars through this program so not cool and and i guess the the idea behind it was was this is kind of like the modern because the mm-hmm. more, it's many people will argue it, but for the most part, the mafia in Milwaukee is dead. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist anymore, and right. in their powerful form that they were back in the day. Right. right. Yeah. So that's where the argument is, is because, like, from Gavin's perspective, he thinks it's just a bunch of like fifty-year-old dudes sitting around drinking coffee <laughs> now, and other people will yep. say, "Oh no, it's it's just not as big, or it's more silent and stuff," but. But this was kind of our example of yeah. modern-day mafia in Milwaukee. So, Swindling the government because the... Out of millions of dollars. Right, because the government would loan you money to protect, like, your paycheck so ever, you could keep people employed. Right. And then they found a it, way around that and got... Yeah, a and basically a lot of... loan, basically. The loans were... It was set up as long as you used them in the right way, you never had to pay them back. Yeah. So they just... But... I mean, it Faked was such it a, that they were using it the right way, um, and the system was so broken because they threw it together so quickly. Oh yeah, that tons of. I mean, this is a really common thing to have swindled it. Like they're finding people to just took them for <sighs> millions of dollars left yeah. and right. Ouch. So this is only one example. Of right. <laughs> so right, I'm sure there's legitimate businesses that pulled a little more than what they actually needed just because they could kind of a thing so and we then we do content like that just talks about like gavin's process of writing a book yeah and stuff like that his process of researching we did stuff on getting fbi files like Mm. what that what that whole process looks like how boring it is to read an fbi file if you've never read an fbi file it's the most awful thing in the world now imagine writing an fbi FBI file (laughs) well even worse so, so we do cool. a lot of stuff like that, but it's just a lot of it is just well, you know, Addition, more of more right. of like what do we want to talk about today? Yeah. You know? And then there's there's interesting characters that come up throughout the podcast that we just want to dive deeper into. That like there's a 
there's a character from Milwaukee, and her name's Dirty Helen. And mm-hmm. Dirty Helen was basically uh, a prostitute slash bar t- bar owner mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, and she's just like if you find somebody from the her era, yeah, they all know who she was because oh, yeah. she was just a character. Hmm. Because, like, you re- she has a biography. You read the biography, and she like used to hang out with Al Capone, and supposedly, and stuff like that. And <laughs> okay, she was just a really fascinating character. Nobody really knows if anything she talked about was real. Yeah, like she might have been making all of this up, but she just had the craziest yeah. stories in the world. So we did a whole. Basically, what we did is we both read her biography. And then, and then we just about a it. podcast about all the things, like what we yeah. thought, like this is weird, and this is real yeah. stuff, like that. So there's just all this is 100 percent fake, or this is yeah, yeah. Like we don't know that, but we speculate, yeah, like fun. what what is real, what could be real, and what could right. not be real. You know. Now, when are we gonna get the Milwaukee movie reviews, or the mafia movie reviews? Not the Milwaukee. The Mafia movie review. Yeah, don't you remember when I suggested that to you and Gavin? And Gavin was like, oh, that would be a good idea. Oh. You guys do reviews of Mafia movies and, like, judge the historical authenticity. And then, because I know Gavin's a big movie head. Yeah, I think I we probably forgot about that, but I think that's a great idea. Resurface it. it, Yeah, I'm going to have to bring that back up to him. Because that's not necessarily something that would be main feed content with at least how you set yourself up. But I think that's perfect for Patreon. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, hey, guys, we're just going to, we watched this movie, and here's where we... Here's the plot. Here's and, how accurate we think it is. And we also, we do, me and Gavin and then another one of fr- my friends yeah. from high school do a movie review podcast. And movie reviews are a lot of fun. You know, like there to do, go. it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it makes for a really good podcast, yeah. I think. What's your movie podcast called? It's called Hobbs End Horror. Hobbs and, we, and Horror. Yeah. Okay. Ga- Gavin and my friend Jason that do it, they're yeah. huge, huge movie fans. Or horror movie buffs. Ah, uh, okay. So they pick a horror movie. I'm not into horror movies. Neither am I. So <laughs> it's supposed to be that the dynamic of it is supposed to be that they're supposed to love the movie and I'm supposed to sit and bitch about it. <laughs> but it's kind of changed because now I'm becoming used to their kind, their style of horror movies. Oh, got it. So now it's just basically us reviewing <laughs> a movie. You're like I can get this is I understand this. Yeah, like, why I understand like the now. appeal yeah. people. We watched one movie, the last movie we re- reviewed was just just awful. And both <laughs> of them loved it, but it was about it was this old creepy guy who covered himself in grease and went and strangled people. And it it's called the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> And it was just terrible, man. That just sounds like a bad headline, not necessarily yeah, something yeah, to make was, a movie was, about. There was, I'm like, I'm like, there is nothing endearing about this movie. This movie's just awful. It is just awful. <laughs> and sometimes that's the best movie to review because you can just make fun of it the entire time. Yeah, 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 and we're well, and we're reviewing it, and I'm like, okay, so I want you guys because they both enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'm like, we get halfway through. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you guys have to do something because I am just going to say awful <laughs> things about this movie. We like, we led with this in the podcast, yeah. like, and halfway through the review, Gavin's like, Jason, I want you to know, I think we're losing this battle <laughs> because we're not really saying anything good about this movie either. And they're both like, we don't know what to say good about it. It's so bad. We it's just good. liked it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think it's okay to like bad movies. <laughs> it's still bad, though. Yeah, it's just weird when you can't you can't justify it yeah. at all, you know? There was a... <sighs> we'll have to look this up. It's called Food Fight with an exclamation point. It was, I think, a 2010-2011 animated release. It had, like, Charlie Sheen in it and then Wayne Brady. And it was like, how did you get all these big names in here? And it had, like spotlights from like every major food brand that you could have in a in a store but it's like the worst animation the worst story <laughs> I think Hillary Duff's in it too but apparently the studio lost all of its footage and then had to remake everything and then it's just like they just screwed like yeah, they, it, it just came out it's like, like junk they started making it pre-Shrek and then Shrek came out and was like, like, oh, that's good commu- computer animation and then <laughs> they had to restart this thing and it's just dumpster fire of a movie but it's hilarious to watch especially with the big names in it but that's you couldn't consider it a horror movie it's not it's not a horror movie but well we we do do a lot of movies that aren't horror movies you should do whiplash whiplash yes it's got miles teller and the oh what's the bald guy from the farmer's uh insurance company Oh, okay, I know who you're talking... I don't yes. know his name, but... He yeah. was in Spider-Man movies as the reporter, head reporter as well. But that movie is anxiety-inducing, even really? though it's not a horror movie. It's about a drummer who goes to, like, perform or learn at this collegiate-level uh, music class, but the professor is, like, super hard on people, and it... Oh, it's there's so much tension without it like being any like silence or like eerie music or every all the tropes that they have in horror. It's just like, oh my gosh, why is my heart racing right now? <laughs> like you're like afraid for that guy, the drummer who's being like basically harassed by his professor. Like he's trying to push him to be the best he can be, but along the way, it's just like mentally taxing See, on him. So it's just like. You feel like you have whiplash. It's absolutely a great movie. One of my... I can't watch it <laughs> that often, but it's a great movie. I'll have to make a note of it and see if we can... Because I do I do occasionally get to select a movie, so... Ooh, so, there you and, go. And I just do whatever I want. I think the next movie we're doing is uh, is going to be my movie, which is The Lost Highway, if anybody's ever seen that. The have Lost? you ever seen that? No. no. It's actually, it's David Lynch, if you know who David Lynch yeah. is. He's, he's crazy, and his movies make no sense, and this one really doesn't make any sense. It's, it, uh, it's like, it's one of these movies that really resonates with us as kids, because, yeah. like, Nine Inch Nails did the, uh, did the soundtrack, the soundtrack for, for, for the movie. Oh, that's great. And uh, Marilyn Manson's actually featured in the movie for a brief <laughs> moment and stuff like that, so it just, it's always been in our lives. So yeah. We're going to, and when when I was in high school, I went down a rabbit hole of trying to figure out what the movie was about. It was actually about. Yeah, oh. and and I I, I could. I, we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but like I pretty much convinced that what I read online, people, it makes sense what they say yeah. this movie is about. But I'm like, there's no way that David Lynch intended, because I'm very confident that that David Lynch doesn't make a movie with intention <laughs> well yeah yeah like just like agent of he, chaos he, 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 kind can't, of thing. he can't tell you what yeah. his movies are about he's just a he's a really chaotic artist 
you know, and, and so the stuff he makes just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But but I have read some stuff about this movie, and I'm like, wow, that you put some thought into that, and it actually makes sense. Huh. I'll have to look up the plot, because mind-bending is not necessarily a, a good plot point. But I do enjoy mind-bending movies. But anyways, I got to go to work. Thanks for coming this morning, Eric. No problem. Yeah, if anyone... Thanks for having me. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. Yes, all seven of you. No, all, ten. Ten? Twelve. Twelve? We're within... We may, we may have made double digits on this one. Ooh. So, yeah. Ooh. So, but if you're interested in talking to, to me and or Eric, if he shows up again in the morning, we'll see if we can get him back. You want to talk about your podcast or podcasting in general, come on down to Pods and Perks. We are on the third Wednesday of every month. That may only be through 2023, depending on everyone uh, showing up within the next couple of months. But No pressure on anybody. No pressure. So show up. Come talk about your podcast with me. I'd love to hear whatever you're passionate about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.